Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Filters podcast. I'm your co-host Lizzie. And I'm Aaron. All right, guys, we've got an update for our listeners. Basically, here's the scoop. We started this podcast journey with the big plan of releasing episodes every single week. And we were on fire. We got seven episodes down, and this is our eighth one. So I'm pretty proud of us. Yeah, we did okay, but let's keep it real. Uh, We kind of underestimated the amount of time, effort, and dedication it takes to bring genuine quality content every week. Life got real, and we got busy really quick. It's not like we're ghosting our listeners or anything. Basically, just starting now, we're going to shift gears, and instead of a weekly drop, you'll be hearing from us every two weeks, and it'll continue to be on Thursdays. That's right, two episodes a month instead of four. We want to give you guys the best, most entertaining content we can. And this new schedule is going to help us do just that. We're just going to take more time to prepare more interesting topics and just all around a better listening experience for all of you guys who tune in every week. So we're still here. We're having a blast. Uh, We're just going to shift our little schedule and put a little bit more work into these episodes. You know, when we first started this, we were like super ambitious and thought we could do it every week. But oh my God, the amount of work it takes to keep up with a podcast is a lot more than you and I had ever expected, I think. Yeah, one of us was definitely more ambitious than the other. I kind of saw this coming, but we're going to still put in the same amount of effort every week. It's just, it'll essentially equate to having twice as much effort put into every podcast, which I think it'll make a good quality difference. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for understanding. And we can't wait to see what the future holds for the new episode. So we have an episode this week coming out that you're listening to right now. And you will hear another one in two weeks. All right, let's get to it. Today's episode is going to hopefully be relatable to all the listeners out there, whether or not you're single and you've been in a good or bad relationship, or if you're in a couple situation right now, we're going to be exposing our fights, what we fight about, argue about the most on a day-to-day basis, what we fight about every couple of months that come right back around. And stuff that we fight about basically every day or every week or something comes up all the time. It could be some bigger stuff that we'll talk about, some more minor things, but if you hear a big pause in the middle of the episode and we it seems like we come back in a different mood, it's because we got a little too spicy with this conversation and we went off to argue. We're going to try not to argue. What I want this episode to be is let's just have fun. Let's talk about it. Let's laugh about it. We don't need to bring up new fights to fight about after the podcast. We're going to try and be on our best behavior in terms of the points we talk about because we don't actually have talking points. We just have them all listed out. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. So let's do a life update. This weekend, we went to Cape Breton, like a little impromptu weekend getaway. Just because it was a long weekend, we had no plans and we wanted to go see our friends and family. Yeah, it was pretty last minute and... uh I don't know, I'm a big snowmobile guy and Cape Breton got a lot of snow over the last couple of weeks. So I was looking forward to going home, getting on the snowmobile and it turned out to be a great weekend. That was my main driving force. I remember when we were talking about it together, the main reason why I wanted to go home was because I wanted to try snowmobiling. You were convinced that you had taken me out before, but I don't think it was me that you were thinking about. So I really wanted to spend some time hanging out in the snow with you and your family. And we did just that. We had an amazing snow day. I guess I couldn't believe that we've been together six years. Like I've definitely gone over the last six years. So I think one of those you were spending Christmas with your family and I wasn't around. And I think one of the years you did get a lot of snow back home. Sadly, I missed out on it, but that's okay. We did it this weekend. You let me drive a little bit too in the open field where I couldn't hit anything or couldn't do anything bad. So that went well. Yeah. I mean, as long as you don't go too fast, then... You're fine. But it was awesome. What was it maybe four or five years ago? We used to have these little snow days with your younger siblings. 
So being around them and they were down to hang out and go sledding and you, what did you do? You took them out on the little sled? Yeah, I don't know what they're called. Not not toboggans and they're not crazy carpets, but they're, they kind of look like they're in the shape of an arrow. And anyway, those things. So I dragged them behind the snowmobile on those and I don't know, it worked out because the snow was relatively compact and it was icy in some parts of the field. So I tried to do that one time before with one of my friends and we just kept getting dragged in the snow and it didn't work, but... (laughs) Yeah, when you hit that patch of ice, you can kind of go. And I think the kids had fun. So you got your mom out on the sled too. She went down the big hill and it was fun watching her do it. It was just, everybody had a really good morning. It's been a really long time since I, I guess, kind of disconnected, let loose and really spent time outside in the snow because I'm not that big into snowboarding or skiing. And we go out once in a while. You go a lot more than I do, but I missed a good snow day and I felt like it really made me happy and filled my soul. Yeah, you know, me too. I thought it was really fun. Uh, what else did we do this weekend? We went and hang out with a couple of your friends. We went over to their house, had a hot tub night, just hung out. Like we usually do catch ups with a lot of your friends back home when we go over. Yeah. And well, I needed the hot tub because I don't know, every time I go home, my dad has something for me to do. So me him, and my brother went and shoveled off some roofs that had like four feet of snow that had been there for a while. So it was all compact and hard. I was telling Lizzie before we went to Cape Breton that I think I'm becoming a little too soft <laughs> living here in the city. So um, it was cold, windy up on that roof, but I toughened I, you up, toughened me up and it was a good workout. So I, yeah. I was really happy to do that. And it was good bonding with my dad and my brother. But yeah, that's really sweet. And the girls stayed back home. We all just relaxed, took a nap, played on our phones and then you guys were out there doing the hard work, so very much appreciated, I'm sure. Yes, I, I think so, too. <laughs> yeah, it was a good weekend. Um, Now we're going to start to add something to the beginning of our episodes. Aaron, do you want to tell our audience what it is? Yeah, at the end of every episode, we ask people if they want to ask us any questions or have any comments, whatever, to put it in the Google form on our Instagram. Instagram. So we've finally got a few questions, so I'm going to read one, and this one is addressed to Lizzie. So, Ooh. Lizzie. How has your perspective changed on small town living since meeting me? Discuss living in a big city and that transition to becoming open to living in a small town in Cape Breton. That's a great question. It's something that I've often thought to myself quite a bit. And actually, I've even talked about it in therapy. I feel like when you and I start to get a lot more serious, my thoughts on the small town living changed quite a bit since I met you. And I think it has a lot to do with you more than the actual town itself. I maybe had thought that you know, it was really boring. There's not that much to do. I think career-wise too, I was afraid that it would stop my growth professionally because I'm a very ambitious person. But the longer that you and I have been together, I started to realize there's so much to do. If you like the outdoors through all the seasons, there's really nothing that can really stop you from having fun. It's only really boring if you're a boring person or if you're not a person who's open to different or trying, trying new things. And you and I are very similar that way, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think so. And that's what my main goal is when we go to Cape Breton is to try to show you that maybe there's not as many restaurants or things to do that you would, I don't know, pay for, let's say. But Mm -hmm. as long as you're willing to bundle up, there's a lot that can be done and explored. Yeah. And I think specifically where Cape Breton is that there's so much to do in summer and fall. Like I feel like those are the shining moments for the city. But you have made a very big effort to show me how fun things can be, even if it's you're just hanging out with good people and friends. And I think that's another really big part of it is you're very close with your family. You have a large family and they've accepted me like my own. So that's a big part. Same thing with your friends. I feel like, oh, at first when I was around in Cape Breton, I don't know if 
I was as accepted because I was such a city girl. I felt like a bit of an outcast and I was just a different person back then too. So maybe I was a little bit too too city girl like. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think that went both ways. It especially that very first time I ever brought you home was we went to a party and we were at my buddy's barn and And it was just like a very different party. Like somebody jumped through the table and then I threw you into the deep end a little too quick and I saw a little bit too much, I think, <laughs> in one go. And then one of our friends, you know who you are if you're listening to this podcast because you listen to all of them, told me about a part of the city that was a little bit more sketchy and we drove around like in the evening and was telling me where this is what happened with, I don't know whether it's like drugs or crime or whatever in the city. So it really freaked me out. And I remember the first time going back, like just so terrified of thinking, how the hell am I ever going to live here if I'm continuing to be with this guy? But all of this to say, it's changed quite a bit. But now I love it. Like I'm such an outdoorsy person. And even after this weekend going snowmobiling, I'm like, I can't wait for us to have our own snowmobile so that you and I can go on like trips together and bring our friends for the weekend and do similar things. You don't really get to do that in a city. So there's a lot of beauty and a lot of fun in doing things that you don't have access to as easily. And then for restaurants, sorry, I feel like I'm going on a tangent, but I'm very passionate about this because I've thought about this so much. But restaurants and cafes, like, yes, that is definitely the biggest downside is that I don't get to go to really nice fancy restaurants, like up and coming, you know, chefs and stuff. Same thing for cafes. I love going to coffee shops and I don't know, but the only thing that I can think of to compensate for that is just I'm going to need to learn how to be a better chef and a better baker and I'm going to have my whole coffee station so that if I want anything good, I can just do it myself. And I feel like that will be a new hobby in itself anyway. So I don't know. I'm just I'm very excited about it. Is there anything else in the question that I didn't answer? Uh, no, I think that's everything. And yeah, it's definitely just going to be a big adjustment. But I, I don't know, you're a pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fluid person. So yeah, I'm pretty flexible. There's pros and cons to everything. And it is what you make it. If you're going into moving into a big city or moving to a small city with a negative mindset, you're going to have a negative experience. And I just choose not to live my life that way because you never know what could happen. So whatever situation you're in, try to make it as positive as possible. And then hopefully down the line, you end up actually really enjoying it. And that's pretty much what happened for me and you and us knowing that we'll be living in Cape Breton one day. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I thought you answered that quite well. Should we get into the episode? We just want this episode to just be an open book to what relationships are like. It is what it is. I guess specifically the stuff that you and I argue about, I assume that it's pretty typical stuff within couples that argue. There's definitely one in here that a lot of other couples wouldn't have, but... I think more than one. I mean, even from our close friends who are in, like, relationships, who are engaged and married, when we hang out with them, we talk about some of the same shit. It's, what is, what's the saying? Same shit, different story? Or, like... Same shit, different pile? I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot so of different sayings. Yeah, oh, most of these are definitely ones that people, like, your typical couple would fight about, but there is a couple on there that are specific to us. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, the first point. So this point is more so on our first ever fight, right? Not the biggest fight, but the first ever fight we had in our six years of being together. Yeah, our first ever big fight, we'll call it. We really never fought. I'm sure we bickered a little bit, but this was our first big fight that just put put us down a path of contentiousness. But Scary, scary months ahead. We are referring to... The fights we had after we broke up, after Aaron broke up with me, and then we made the decision to get back together. All right. I, I don't know what the first fight we really had was, but I know a lot of the fights around that time that I probably brought up were that I had to prove myself to you and I had to obviously make up to you because I was the one that broke up with you. And anyway. The trust. 
yeah, I had to regain that trust, but I knew that trust wasn't going to be rebuilt in a day, a week, a month. And I felt like Lizzie was like, you have to make up for this right now and show me that you love me, show me that you can prove it to me. And I was like, I can, but no matter what I do, I'm not going to be able to do that. Like, it's going to take time. And yeah. Anyway, that is the guy's perspective for sure. You understand that it's going to take a little while. And I understood that, too, in the back of my mind. But when I was looking for our trust to be rebuilt, I didn't want it to come so easy. So I'm sure there were times where I was a little bit more hard on you on that, but a little hard on me. A little hard on me, maybe a little bit more hard, but it wasn't a good time for me either. But it was a big problem that we had and we needed to work towards having little baby steps to get through it. And that meant having fights. I think during that time, for at least a couple of months, we were fighting at least every other day in a week. Yeah, it was probably pretty close to that. I think I just like I you wanted me to be on my absolute best behavior when it came to everything like you wanted me to be boyfriend superman plus and I was ready to be boyfriend superman but I was we were also what 20 at yeah, the time yeah we were like and 20 years old still in school so I was like Lizzie like I love you and I want to prove that to you but I got other shit going on too so I can't just spend every second of every part of my day trying to make this up to you and yeah you had every right to be upset, but I was just like, come on, like, give me a bit of a break here. I can't do everything. At some point, I did give you a break, like during that time where I was like, okay, shit, I can't accept, expect him to do everything all of the time. He is still trying to prove and make up to me. And you did a really good job of it. But yeah, that first initial um, after we got back together, it was not fun. It wasn't even just about trust. It was about rebuilding our relationship because we had spent however many months without each other and like not having that connection. When we were broken up, I was doing a lot of self-reflection on myself and our relationship as a whole too, but I just didn't want it to be too easy. So if you guys have ever broken up and gotten back together with someone, it's not fun. Like then you're talking about like, were you with someone? Were you not with someone? What did you do? Was it serious? Was it not serious? Like trying to figure out what did you learn while we were broken up too? I think a lot of people say shit and they don't ever do it. So I wanted to make sure that you weren't just saying it to try and suck up to me to make us getting back together easier. I wanted to challenge you a little bit because I think I knew you'd never been challenged like that in a relationship. Well, mission accomplished because it was it was tense there for a while. But yeah, I think that just escalated all of any of the little arguments that we'll probably talk about later on here. It was just bad times. But But looking back on it, it helped us build such a strong foundation from the get-go versus us having to deal with it later on having gone through all of those fights i like to think that they were for something and they were there to teach us something about each other do you agree with that yeah i agree with that it's not all bad it's bad in the time but when you look back at it yeah yeah we're fine now so hey good job good job okay on to the next one so our next one on the list is house chores. So that could be picking up clothes, doing dishes, laundry, clean, like doing an actual deep clean of the bathroom, things like that. I like to think that I'm a pretty good roommate. I'm a more of a good entertainment roommate than I am a <laughs> chore roommate. And that didn't necessarily fly, especially when we first moved in together and still doesn't really fly today. But I think I've gotten at least a little better at doing chores and stuff. You've gotten more than a little bit better, which I very much much appreciate. But I think what is important to preface here is you have ADHD. And one of the struggles with people who have ADHD is literally like seeing something and not like it, it's, it's as if it was never there. And you're going about your day like I've been hearing a lot of people open up about their ADHD and how it affects them and their day to day lives and being with partners. And one of the major points of that is house chores like 
not seeing dishes in the sink when they're right there. Yeah, I'm a very out of sight, out of mind kind of guy. And it sucks, but it makes me so that I have, as soon as I see something or if I see a chore, if I see like clothes on the floor, like I have to do it immediately. Otherwise, I'll say, oh, I'll do it later. Like, oh, I'll do this other thing first and then I'll come back and do this. And I just will never go back and do it. And yeah, you'll just completely forget about it. And it's never I used to think in the beginning of a relationship that it was intentional. I'm like, he is purposely like seeing this and not picking it up because he knows I'm like being a bitch or being annoying about it because I have OCD. So when you've got someone who has OCD and then somebody who has ADHD, they're pretty opposites in terms of household behavior. So that's a that's a big struggle for us. Yeah, I don't know how many times Lizzie has gotten mad at me about forgetting to close a drawer or pick a pick clothes yeah. up. It's, oh. You put a dish away, you grab a dish and the cabinet is wide open. And I'm like, are you going to close that? And then half the time you'll make up an excuse being like, I was going to go back in there and grab something. And I'm like, no, you weren't. 90% of the time on those ones, Lizzie is right. But I just like whatever it is in my brain, if I like I just once I'm done with that, it's like, oh, see you later. Bye. Never to be seen again. Yeah. So. But you're good with if you have a list. So what we've learned over time for us to both be happy and find a good medium is me not expect everything to be perfect all the time. And then Aaron also realized that you can't just like let loose all of the time, too, because your house has to be clean. And we have notes for you. We used to do the sticky notes. We now have like a clear whiteboard on our fridge that if we actually have shit we got to do, we write it down and you cross it off. And that is the only way I know Aaron will actually do everything that he needs to do. Yeah, those are important, especially for me. It's something we fight about often. Like I'm still obviously not great at it, but I like to think if I was a four out of 10 before, I'm like a seven out of 10. Yeah, definitely. And to me, that is like, I'm not expecting perfection because nobody's perfect. You are a lot better and you don't get mad at me as much when I ask you to do things because before you used to give me the stink eye. Yeah, well, I <laughs> like you used to get madder because yeah. I used to do it a lot more. And then because you used to get madder and do it more often, I used to get more annoyed by you getting mad at me. So then I would chirp back and just negative feedback loop. Not a good thing. But yeah. we're now, getting out of there. We have a good routine. Like when we do dishwashers, it's always like a team effort. Like you'll take them out and I'll put them all in the right places because sometimes you don't know where things go because I know I do change locations of things. So that's why I do that. Dishes. I feel like you do a good amount of the dishes. I do most of the cooking. And in terms of like laundry, we always tag team it. And we're, get, we're getting into a good routine. I'm proud of us. Like we're so different than we ever used to be. Yeah. Again, to it has to be right in front of my face. Like you will now just put a load of laundry on the bed. And at some point before we go to bed, I'm going to have to do it. So yeah, it'll be there in front and center. So I'll know at some point I'll get it done. We probably fight about this at least once like if we talk about a bigger fight, maybe every quarter we'll have like some sort of like an explosive fight about it where I just like lose my shit. And I'm like, Aaron, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but it's not that serious. But because we've had like more little bickering fights about it or even some big ones, it's less of an issue now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The next one we have is also just who makes dinner, which I would say nine times out of 10, like I don't care about because I've mentioned this before. I like my cooking. I think it tastes better. Then when you cook, uh, fair enough. it's way less stressful for me to just do it than try and help you through a recipe or get you to do it. But sometimes it does get overwhelming. I have a nine to five job. I do influencing stuff. I'm working. Sometimes I feel like 24, seven, seven days a week. So when I see you just chilling on the couch and you're not offering to help make me dinner, it does make me mad. So this is one of the things we do fight about once in a while. Yeah, and this is another thing that probably once a quarter we'll have a blow up fight over it because oh, yeah. Lizzie's like, you're supposed to make dinner sometimes and you never do it. And you never take the initiative. And it's, yeah, fair enough. I <laughs> usually don't. But 
I did it last month. That was pretty yeah. good. And I'll do one this month before we go. And <laughs> No, you did it last month to make up for like three months. You didn't do it. All right. Again, I'm a bit of a piece of shit. Out of sight, out of mind. No, you're not a piece of shit. It's it's your ADHD. Like you are good about making the dinners when you have a reminder on your phone that pops up. So maybe we need to go back to that. Yeah, that's another thing that helps to see sometimes when I put too many reminders on my phones for things. Like You ignore I have, them. I have one that goes off at 8 p.m. every day that says pick up my clothes. And I'm like, ah, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> I'll just I'll ignore it. So I think bigger, more important ones. Maybe I should set an alarm for it. It's Wait, do you have an, a reminder for picking up your clothes at 8 p.m.? Every single day. How long have you had that for? Uh, since probably November. Oh, my God, Aaron. Yeah. Okay, I you think. haven't been doing it. I know. I just see. It'll come up with a bunch of other notifications. And then again, my problem is if I see a notification I like more, I'll click on that notification. <laughs> and then it's like, it might as well be that the reminder was never there at all. Oh, that's true. Well, that's also the same thing. Like once you get into a routine of like, before you go to bed for me, I'm like, put away the dishes, put my clothes away, like set the vibe of the room. We also fight about when you come home and you like take a bunch of Tupperwares to work and you come back and you leave your bag and your lunch bag and everything is just in the sink when the dishwasher is right next to it. That actually makes me mad. See, I, that's another thing I have to work on because at least I'm getting into the sink now because yeah. oftentimes I'll just... It wouldn't even make the sink. I'll Yeah, I'll leave it in my bag because again, out of sight, out of mind, I get home from work, I put my backpack down, like, I don't know, get a drink, use the bathroom, whatever, and then... It's like, oh, yeah, time to chill. See you later. And then the <laughs> next morning when I'm about to go to work, it's like, oh, yeah, forgot to clean out my bag last night. Yeah. And usually in the mornings, you're like in a rush to get out the door. So then I have all of these dishes and I'm like, Aaron, put them away. You're like, I don't have time to put them away. And I was like, maybe you would have time to put them away if you did it the day you like come home. And so that's one of the other little things we fight about probably once every two weeks or something. We don't actually fight about it. We have a conversation about it. Well, we're on five days on, five days off. Like in the office, it's probably at least once every time I, yeah. I'm in the office for the week. And then obviously never when I'm home because I just eat food here. Yeah. So that's one. Okay. Let's move on to the next point. That time of the month. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a big one. I'll give you this one. Hands up. I will give you this. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's something we got in an argument about the other night, actually, because I, I sometimes tend... I'll, okay, Lizzie has some court, sort of genetic thing where I think, what, what is it, one or two percent of people have that you are like, okay, everyone knows that when <laughs> it's that time of the month, the hormones are going crazy and mm -hmm. people can be a little more on edge, both the man and the woman, because... okay. You're you're doing a good job of explaining it so far, but tread carefully, okay? Right. <laughs> but Lizzie has this thing where the week prior yeah. to her period, she is even more... Uh, I don't know what it's called. I, I should know this because it is something that I do have, but it's a very small percentage of women have this thing where it's, you're actually way more hormonal and emotional the week before your period, like Erin said. So that's usually like the bad week. Like that's the week where I usually set expectations to Aaron saying hey it's that week I just want to let you know if I say something that's like sounds mean that's my baseline like and I don't mean to and it's so hard for me to control it but um who is it like a uh, influencer Charlie Jordan has this same thing too and she's talked about it a lot on her TikTok there's no cure for it like you can't really take natural pills and whatever like I just work out and try and meditate during that time but it's yeah it's pretty bad honestly like 
at least every quarter, there's one cycle of it where it's like really bad. Yeah. So all this to say, by the time it gets to you got that week, let's say it's a 14 day span where you're on edge every month uh, by day like 10, 11 of that. I will have made some comments and I will have, you know, be at the end of my rope from walking on eggshells and like not knowing what to say or what's going to necessarily set you off. And then Mm -hmm. typically leads to some sort of fight about usually something pretty stupid. But yeah, it's always about nothing. The thing that couples fight about the most is literally nothing. Like you'd think that would be money and finances. And of course, those are important. But especially during the period time, like we'll fight about something as if it was actually like a really big fucking issue and it really never is it's just we're both really sensitive because you are so kind and you're so sweet to me while I'm on my period and you try to be very mindful of it and sometimes I think I forget that and so you're at like your wits end too of trying to deal with me so then you're like like I feel like I'm being PMSing right now because I'm trying to deal with your shit like trying to be a good fiance so but it, it, it's a scientific thing. There's two weeks. I think it's definitely during your ovulation where you're more social and active and you're glowing and you're in the best mood, living your best life. And then the week before and the week during your period is usually when our hormones are a little bit more out of whack and we are more prone to crying, sensitive, arguing with your partner. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Sometimes it's a lot. It does suck. I do feel bad. But how would you guys feel if you guys had to bleed through your woohoo every single month and be emotional for two weeks i the world there would be like a war going on all the time like i don't know what this world would be like if guys actually had a period and a menstrual cycle it'd be dangerous i'd probably lose my shit every single day but it'd be so dangerous i guess we'll never know that so yeah we would never know that all this to say is this is very relatable also used to be like you're so emotional during this time i was like then go find a girl who's not going to be emotional during their period And you're like, no, I think you're like more emotional than other girls. I was like, when have you lived with a girl where you can actually see a cycle through and through? Like, sure, you've had girlfriends and you see them at school and you spend weekends with them. And like, those are so easy to hide. I shouldn't say it's more you're more emotional than other girls. I think it's (laughs) I'm weaker than most men because, again, I've got that week prior where I'm also doing it. So it's like. By the time it actually gets to that week, I'm like, yeah. fuck, dude. What, what's worse? Is it the week before the week of my period? It definitely, like, when you've been on birth control, it's 100% been the week before. But I think now that you're off all birth control, the week of is definitely worse. Yeah. I started natural cycles about, I started in November. So it's been a couple of months. And I was on the IUD for eight years and I got off of it because I just I didn't want anything in my body. Honestly, I didn't want to worry about having any fertility issues in the future. So it took me some time to convince you. But you were like, okay, on board, if it's going to make you slightly less moody, less cramps, a shorter period, then like, let's do it. So my period used to be like a full week. Now it's cut down to like four or five days, which is what it used to be when I first got my period. I don't have lower back pain anymore. I don't have cramps. I don't have headaches. So that's all the things I haven't been able, like I haven't been dealing with since the IUD. But you're right. I think the week before is a little bit less severe. The week during is still kind of shitty, but it's shorter. Like I saved you two days, I think, from being off of it now for a good like almost four cycles. My hero. I love natural cycles and that's definitely helped a lot. So, okay, let's move on. Do Is there anything else we want to talk about that time of the month? Like we oh, argue yeah. about it probably once a month. Like, yeah, we always get bit. into one argument or something just because, I don't know, Lizzie, I'll say something that 
is like just normal off the cuff and Lindsay will be like why would you say that and I'm just like because <laughs> I thought I wasn't saying anything wrong anyway yeah well and when you say it to me when I'm not on my period I, like I'm usually laughing about it or I would never react that way but... yeah it's I gotta you're awesome for taking like jokes and like we wouldn't be able to be together if I wasn't able to pick on you but when it comes to your period I have to like Sometimes I'll forget or I just I'll think of something that I think is really funny to say to pick on you. And then you'll be like, what the? Why would he say that? I think that's a pretty typical one. Yeah. Yeah. The next one I think is also a very typical one. We've got two points here. One on me, one on you. The first one is me not driving. We've talked about this in other episodes, right? Yeah, but you've gotten a lot better at that. Like, that's something we used to argue about a lot. You've... Wait, but recently... <laughs> You tell me, what did we fight about recently about you driving? No, I'm not talking about that. It's just like my lack of driving. We used to fight and argue about a bit. And that was when I was being selfish and I was expecting Aaron to drive me everywhere, being a full passenger princess. Now it's like when I do drive and I like do certain things. Yeah, I went to an appointment the other day and we had a big storm and I might have nicked a car's side window. Like what is it called? The mirror. Yeah, the side mirror. And it caused mine to like flip inwards and I was having a panic attack on a you driving and I was it was five minutes into my 30 minute drive to an appointment somewhere. I was so stressed and I, w I didn't want to tell Aaron about it because there was nothing wrong with the car. Like it literally like nicked and it just folded in and the other car was fine as well. Like I, I don't want people to think I did a hit and run. But you also anyway, when you got to your destination, you texted me, oh, I just had the worst drive of my life or something it along those stressful. lines. It was just stressful. It was on a really long hot highway that I was on for quite a bit of time. But came home, I like ended up telling Aaron about it. I didn't want to. And then we got into a fight later on, which is also another point that we have here on what we argue about is I am, I used to be ESL. I was not born mm. in this country. I was born in South Korea. And I moved here and started fluently learning and speaking English when I was nine. I don't really have an accent or anything. I don't think people say that I do. This is my language. Like to me, English is the language that I know how to speak. There are some words and meanings behind things that I interpret differently than I would say like the average person or more particularly, I just notice it with Aaron because we're together all the time and we talk the most to each other. So this was during my period. I also just want to preface this fight that we just had was during my period. And I thought Aaron was like making fun of me. I used the word you were using it against me of like the incident that happened where I hit the mirror and it flipped in when we were like driving. You're like, oh, I understand. Like the roads are a little tight and you chuckle. OK, hold on. OK, fine. Go ahead. Here's what happened. Lizzie went for her drive. She clipped the guy's mirror. I guess the mirror was fine, but it bent her mirror in. So anyway, she continued her drive, came back. She was like, oh, I had a really stressful drive. And I was like, they got to tell me. So she tells me and I was like, oh, wow. OK, like that's not good, obviously. But I hadn't been outside driving yet at that point after this big snowstorm. So big snowstorm, like cars are parked on the road. There's not as much room on the road, whatever. So later that night, me and Lizzie are both driving somewhere. And so the first thing I do is like, I'm just going to check that side of the car to make sure you didn't actually scratch it up, whatever. So mm -hmm. I think that might have pissed you off a little bit. And I was like, sorry, I just I want to see like that's I think that's a fair thing. Yeah. And then when we pull out of our parking garage, 
And as we're driving down the street, I'm like, oh, wow, it is tight. All I, I said, I was making an observation. I, I was trying to like. You chuckled. Like you were like, you like kind of laughed at the end of it. So in my hand, I'm like, he's like, he's joking about it. He's picking on me. Like he's not using it against me for some other purposes. But like that's like those three words meant the same to me. In my head, I said it exactly how I just said it into the mic here. I said, oh, wow, it's uh, wow, it is tight. And so <laughs> didn't think anything of it. Lizzie didn't really comment or she might have said, yeah, it was or something along those lines. Anyway, we get back into the bed later and she, we're talking about it and she's getting mad at me. She's like, you're using what I told you against me about the mirror. No, and, no, no. I was I was Snapchatting our friend Megan. I like told her about what happened. Her and I were just we're talking. And in as I was recording, I was like, yeah, that happened. And she was like telling me about some of her stories to like make me feel better. And I said, yeah, but and you were next to me in bed. So I said, Aaron's using it against me of what I told him. And you're like, what do you mean I was using it against you? I wasn't using it against you. And I was like, yeah, you were like joking and picking on me. And you were like, when was I joking and picking on you about that? Like, and, and, and how am I using it against you? And so that's what we fought about. The whole thing here is that I say things and I think that they mean something. And to you and probably this is due to my ESL, I think it means something else. And then you like get offended by it because. I'm saying something that isn't true and you're like you're making it seem like I'm like the shitty boy shitty partner who's actually being mean to you about something and I know you're not which if it was something I was actually picking on you about sure but the reason I got upset in the moment was that it went from like the word she used was that I was holding it against her what she actually meant was that I was picking on her yeah and then <laughs> what it threw me off even more was that the thing she said that I used to pick on her was when I first got out driving after the snowstorm and said no. wow the roads are tight I was like wow no that wasn't the first thing even after because I was in the morning I got back from my appointment and later on you had like made some like jokingly comments and then I thought you were reverting back being like why would I joke uh, about that stuff to you when I know how sensitive you are about driving and I'm like Aaron you're, you pick up you pick and you joke about everything but not about that because I want you to drive more okay anyways then we had that fight and then even like was it yesterday or today we were like we would do we were in the car together and we would like drive by like a tight street or something <laughs> would happen and we would just both pause and then later on he'd be like I was gonna say something and I was like I knew you were almost gonna say something about the car situation so we're fine now and I did feel bad because I was on my period so I was probably way more sensitive way more intense about the situation. I also think you took it a little bit more dramatically than you probably should have. Hey, but. I'm going to stay on my ground on that one. Me making an observation while driving is not holding something against you. Uh, no. Okay, fine. Next one. And the next point to go with driving is Aaron's driving habits is probably something we argue about every time we go on a longer drive together. Yeah. You... I don't like the way you drive. That's hey, all I have to say about that. You don't like the way I drive, but you like how fast I get us there. So... You are you never enjoy a car ride. Like there are people out there who are like, I don't mind driving. It's nice. I feel like you get stressed about every little thing. Like if the light just turns red on you at the last minute or like turns yellow, you're like, fuck, I should have made that light. Or like if someone's being a little bit slow in front of you, you're like, what are they doing? You don't okay. have you don't have road rage, but you're very expressive when you drive about other people's driving habits. And then the minute I critique you a little bit on yours, even though I'm not a good driver, but I just think sometimes you go a little bit too fast. You're a little bit aggressive on the road, even though you're like, I'm being cautious of other people, too. So we're safe. But I just don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, I'll give I give excuses to like kids that just got their license or old people like 
I might say something and then if I see that you're an old person or like a younger, I would be like, oh shit, my bad. Like you're, you're learning or you're, you know, just taking your time. But if you're someone between the age of like 25 and 45 driving a car, I give no excuses. Like you should be doing everything perfectly every single time. But you don't do things perfectly, which is the problem that I have. No, I don't know. I'm a hypocrite, but you and your driving, I can't tell you otherwise, but we do get into fights about it. Like, especially when we're on a longer four hour car ride and you're on the highway. And when we are listening to music that you love, all of a sudden you're like jamming out. Okay. And then you're like foot pedals going a little bit more on the highway. And then all of a sudden you're doing like 130. And I'm like, Aaron. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm, uh, oh, I don't want to out myself too much here. But if you've ever driven with me, you know that I am <laughs> the speed limits or guidelines and, yeah, I don't know. I, I have the driving style of like someone that would be driving in L.A. or New York, even though I'm yeah. from Cape Breton and <laughs> live in a small city where I don't need to be. But that's true. Yeah, no, that's I don't a know. good way to put it. You really drive like someone in L.A. or New York, like doesn't give a fuck. You're safe. You're very aware of your surroundings, but like you don't tolerate other people driving slightly bad. I read somewhere that you get most of your driving habits from your parents and shout out mom and dad because... I know they don't mind going fast. Maybe they're definitely not as aggressive as me. If they're driving on the highway, they're not afraid to put a little pedal to the metal. Yeah, we've never gone in an accident together, but I just to round this off, the last few times you've ever gotten a ticket was when I wasn't there with you. The yeah, the last two tickets I've gotten, I've only gotten three tickets in my life, but the last two I got were like, let's say I've gone from Halifax to Cape Breton 50 times maybe over the last eight years and probably five of them were without lizzie on two of those five drives i've gotten speeding tickets on my way home that to say having me around to tell you to just chill your cool when you're going fast is a good thing and i told aaron i was like if you get another ticket without me for going fast like we're gonna have to have a conversation you're gonna need to go back to driver's ed because i don't know if you would pass and you no, you would pass i'm teasing you i'm a safe driver but i'm a fast driver okay the next one and for all of my fellas out there that grew up on the xbox playstation cod modern warfare 2 era <laughs> you'll probably get this but it's playing games are competitiveness and what sometimes makes lizzie cry i wouldn't say i'm a sore winner but, yes, you are. Uh -huh. I'm someone who will talk shit. Oh my god, do you ever? I don't hold back, I guess. I hold, well, I definitely hold back compared to what I used to be like. But yeah, if I'm playing a game, I love Lizzie, but, and I'm sure when we have kids, I'll let them win until they're probably like six or seven years old. But oh, I don't think you'll be that generous. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but if I'm playing something, I'm playing it to win. I don't care where I'm at. I'm not like, I don't know, maybe it's shitty to play games with me because I'm like that. But for me, it's like, why are we doing this if I'm not going to try to win? <laughs> so that can get a little too competitive. And I don't know, you and I like to play games a lot. Like we'll play, one of the things we do is play Catan on our phone a lot. Or we've got some board games that we'll play together or cards, whatever it is. But I, I just... Catan, I Catan is the source of the most of our fights when it comes to playing games. What we have to do now is we have to be like, okay, are we having like a fun, nice game where we like will help each other out? Or are we playing a game where like you, we are not together right now? Like we are separate individuals. Like there's no teasing and crying or there's no like we're in it to win it. So I will say that I have definitely cried a handful of times after playing Catan with Aaron because he's just such a like you'll do things to try and get me to trade with you. 
And then you won't do the same back later. Like in my mind, I'm like, if you're going to do something nice for someone, hopefully they do the same thing back to you. You're like, absolutely not. Like you'll put the robber on me. You'll take all my cards. Like you'll be like, you're so good with the manipulation when it comes to playing board games. And I'm not. And it pisses me off so much. So we do argue about that. Like it got to a point where... I don't know. There's like two yeah. two or three months span where we just decided we weren't going to play games anymore. Like because... it got that bad. We were like, we can't play together. Yeah, because Lizzie would like just get pissed off and start crying and then it would just... Because you would be like, you'd be mean. You would be mean to win. That's your opinion. I don't know if I was necessarily <laughs> that mean. I was just, again, trying to win. And when I'm trying to win and I don't trade with you and I don't do things with you or I do something to fuck you over, like and I build a road or build a house somewhere... You get gen- like you get even more upset than me. You're like, I can't. That's not You're true. like, I can't believe you did that. Like, you just ruined my whole game. Like, I don't even want to play anymore. And then I start to feel bad. So then I start to trade with you. And then you know who wins at the end of it is you. <laughs> I mean, you're the one saying it. Well, maybe you should do some <laughs> self reflection and stop doing it. Then I can't be ruthless like you can when it's playing games. Also, Maria, Oscar, Morgan. I know you guys are listening. When we play games with Aaron, you are you pick so hard. You shit talk the whole time. Like, he does not give it up. Like, you, you're you just our constant. And I am usually of it all because I react the most. But Yeah, I don't know. Don't what do you play mean if you don't know? Play, don't play if you're not playing to win and keep your emotions out of it. You do it as a way to, like, break me down a little bit. The more irritated I get, the more power you get and the more confident you get. Hey, I don't know. You got to uh, you got to find something to get under my skin if you ever want to win. I know, but the problem is that you've... You grew up playing so many games, different types of games, too. So you're very good at them. I never really played that many games or board games or Xbox games when I was growing up. So it's really hard to win against you. But when I do win, it feels good. But that's so slim. Yeah. And you're good at a lot of other things that I'm not good at. But hey, fucking board games are my thing. Yeah. Okay. Next one. We just had this conversation with our couple of friends when we were having a game night with them is when you're spending time with your partner on the couch or watching a movie together or maybe you're just like ready to go to bed and at least for me as a a woman I know I want to cuddle with you I want to hang out have some late night chats you being on your phone and not paying attention to me like checking the sports game or like playing a dollar game of poker or you're doing something and I'm like you're not paying attention to me you don't love me like we actually argue about this a little bit sometimes I will say this Lizzie I'm sure if you're in a couple maybe not even in a couple you've seen uh, memes or gifs or reels or whatever of like once the woman is done on her phone the guy should immediately be done on his phone <laughs> even though he had no idea that she even got off her phone so Lizzie's a big proponent of that and then the other thing is that Lizzie will like to go into the bedroom at like I'll say 9.30 to be generous, but like sometimes it's 9 o'clock, 9.30, maybe it's 10. But I'm someone that like, I probably want to stay up until 11. So I'd rather be like until 10.30 doing what I want, like playing games, like on my phone, whatever it is. And then from 10.30 to 11, yeah, I'll wind down, like cuddle with Lizzie, do whatever, have those late night conversations. But when that starts at 9.30, and especially on days where I've been at work and didn't get home until like six o'clock anyway, I'm like, I, I want to do some shit. I want to do like yeah. shit that I enjoy doing. So we have, we bicker about it, but I don't think it's anything that we fight too much about. I think this is our third or fourth week on it is we have dedicated times where on specific nights or mornings of the week, we have quality time together with no phones. And I know this sounds really silly, but 
on Tuesday and Thursday nights, I am allocated to have one hour hanging out with Aaron with no phone in bed with our mood lights or what is it called? My Vegas nerve spray for our bed to help us calm down for the night with our sleepy girl mocktails. Like those are the nights where like Aaron, you don't mind being in bed at like 10 and just hanging out with me for an hour and then falling asleep. But Monday, Wednesday, Friday is like for the most part, like you'll stay up till 11 or something or 11 30 playing on your phone and i just turn the other way and go to sleep yeah and that i really don't mind i think that's a great idea but the thing that gets me is that you get the tuesday and thursday nights but then more so to that she gets saturday mornings where yeah i am forced to stay in bed <laughs> with her until at least what is it we say nine o'clock but it's i've been giving you 9 30 10 o'clock yeah and I don't know. Again, we've talked about this before. I'm an early riser. I want to get out of bed and go in the morning because that's when I have the most energy. And yeah, I don't know. Even this morning, you had so much energy. Like I today's a Sunday that we're recording this and snuck out. You snuck out of bed and you're like in the living room for a bit, right? Or just like hanging out. Did yeah, you? I can't for remember. like half an hour. Yeah, yeah, for like half an hour. And then by the time I was like waking up and making a noise, you're like, oh, Lizzie's awake. So then you like slip back into bed to hang out with me. You didn't need to do that today, but it is nice that you do that, but you have so much energy in the morning. Like you're just singing, you're doing a whole concert and like you just won't stop. And I'm still like rubbing the boogers out of my eyes and stuff. Yeah. See, my problem is like I'll probably wake up if it's a weekend, say 8, 830 or something like I can sleep until sleep in until then sometimes. But like sometimes it's seven and Lizzie can sleep in until 930, maybe 10 o'clock. So for yeah. that hour and a half, I know I'm like I told her I'd stay in bed with her, but I'm just like, fuck, I don't know. You're I, so bored. I want to do something here, but yeah. anyway. We have a balance now. It's not that bad. And I feel like the closer we get to spring and summer, I'll be more like into waking up early because of the light. Like the light is the big thing, you know. And technically as human beings during the wintertime, we're built to like hibernate. So it's normal if you feel like you need to sleep longer and rest a little bit more because it's actually what our body needs. It's not just like me being lazy and I want to sleep in. It's how our bodies naturally are you're just like an abnormal human being because you grew up working on the farm on the weekend so you'd always be up early helping out so i feel like that's like your body clock it's different than mine yeah no that's really it all all it comes down to but i guess to the main point i don't think it's something that we have too much of a problem with being on our phones while we're hanging out like yeah for I, the i think when we need to be attentive to each other we're attentive to each other and then there's just some days where like work might be crazy and we just like I just I don't have the energy to have yeah. attentive conversations and I just want to veg out. And the problem is when I'm on my period, I want that like every night, which is I feel bad. And that isn't realistic because you do need your own time, too. But that's probably when we argue about it or bicker about it the most. Yeah. Funny how a lot <laughs> just, of these come back to the period. Listen. OK. Um, this also goes into the closing down shift. So we definitely bicker maybe like once a week of when it's time for us to leave the living room, go into the bedroom. Okay, I have a routine. Like we both want to have our Stanleys on our nightstand, our phones charged, ready to go. The lights obviously in the apartment need to be turned off. And listen, like a majority of the time you are the last one to come into the bedroom. So incorrect. I expect you to I expect you to turn off all the lights. See, that's incorrect. You are the first one to go into the bedroom. You yeah. just then go into the bathroom afterwards. Yeah, but the bathroom so is in, in a different direction. I know, but again, out of sight, out of mind for me. So if I'm in the living room and I'm going to bed and you go to bed first and then go to the bathroom, I make my way to the bedroom and I'm like, oh, I either just won't see. I basically don't think about turning the lights off. So mm -hmm. it's like, OK, whatever. Then I'm already in bed and you'll come out of the bathroom like, 
why didn't you turn the lights off? And I'm like, you're the last one up. Go turn the lights. That's one specific scenario. Sure, if I'm in the bathroom, I'll give you that. But like if I'm in the bedroom and I'm like in bed and then you come in and I've already taken water because I feel like water, I'll give us 50-50. We both will fill them up and bring them. But the light, like you just forget to turn them off. Yeah, I will. I don't know. I will make one more excuse for that is that one of the lights is like not where the rest of the light switches are. So when it's that light is probably the biggest problem. But I'll say seven out of 10 times, like if we're both in bed and we leave a light on, like I'm the one that gets up and turns it off. And then when Aaron plays Xbox or is using the TV, sometimes he he turns off his like you close your laptop, but you don't shut off the TV. And you've been doing that a lot lately and you never used to do that. So I'm like, what? Turn off the TV. Yeah. (laughs) Again, I I have things that I'm not necessarily proud of. That would be one of them. That one's hand up on me. I got to be better at that. But I don't know. I try. I don't know why. The thing I'm bad at is the temperature. We don't really agree on the temperature, but you win nowadays. Like we go with your temperature of going to sleep because you get very hot and sweaty at night. So we have to make it cool where I'm cold all of the time. So I just like if I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm feeling cold, I'll just move closer to you and put my body parts on you to warm up. And then that's enough. But recently you haven't been hot or warm. So I still am cold in the middle of the night. So I have like all these blankets and pillows on me. So yeah, see, my mindset on that is that you can always put more blankets on, but I can only take a certain amount of blankets off until I'm laying there with nothing on. So yeah, we also uh, once in a while, you'll you'll argue about not argue, you'll You'll point out to me that you don't like our humidifier or in our room. It just, it's so loud. And then Lizzie tries to claim that it's white noise to help us go to sleep. But I'm like, that is not white noise. It is a nuisance. It's a type of white noise. It gives you like a zen, something to focus on instead of listening to the creaks of the apartment or the fridge running or something like that. I like it, but once in a while you get annoyed by it. But, you know, when I'm in my room, I want everything to be perfect. I want the light to be perfect. I want the sense the smell to be perfect. I want the air quality to be perfect too because we're dehydrated when we sleep. I love our humidifier. It's the one from Canopy. It doesn't grow mold on it. It's honestly amazing. But And all I want is for it to be cold. Okay. Last one. You talk about it. Okay. You start l- us off. The last one on our list is taking Instagram pictures. Now, I'm sure all boyfriends go through this with their girlfriends, but I think I deal with it maybe a little bit more. And The reason we fight is that Lizzie wants me to be a professional photographer. No, that is not true. Okay, I will reverse. (laughs) You want me to be a very enthusiastic photographer, which I am. I try to be and sometimes I am. But there's times where we're doing it out in public and it's already awkward for me and I am just not like that. And so Lizzie will get mad at me that I'm like either. I don't want to say you'll say I'm ruining the shoot, but you make it seem like I'm ruining the shoot because I'm not. Mm-hmm. super enthusiastic and then you get in a bad mood and you're like I can't pretend I'm happy you're I don't know you sometimes okay the thing with you is you're good at like when I'm like I want this certain angle you'll put the phone there but you don't look at the phone when you're taking the picture you're just moving your thumb to where you know the actual clicking the taking the photo is but your eyes are somewhere else like your eyes are up at the sky and you're taking this picture my, my eyes are down up and down the sidewalk to make sure I'm not getting in anybody's way by taking the pictures where my eyes are. It takes you 10 seconds to click. So if you just looked at the camera, then we won't have to reshoot it. Okay, so this is one of the things we do fight about because I'm like, you're not even looking at the camera. You have it down here on in front of your chest and you're not looking at what's actually in front of the picture and you think that it's the angle that I showed you, but it actually ends up being very different. So then I get upset about that. And then you'll be like, why do you look so grumpy? I'm like, how am I supposed to be looking happy and smiley and cheery when you're 
Like, you're not making me feel comfortable. Okay, when I go shoot with the girls, they're like, oh, so cute. Slay. Love that top. Like, you're, you have to be encouraging. And you are sometimes, most of the time, but on the times when you're not, and you're like, why are you not smiling? I'm like, bitch, why do you think I'm not smiling? Because you're not, like, in the zone. For the two minutes that it takes to really take a piece of content, it's not that bad. And say this is where we get in a fight. Because... <laughs> What I just heard from that is, yeah, most of the time he's really good. For, but for the few no. times he's not, actually, in my head, I'm like, oh, she should be appreciative that I'm trying and not just getting mad at me for doing a bad job. Listen, OK, the last, let's say, 10 times you've helped me take pictures. How many of those 10 times did we not argue? Did we not argue like seven? I don't know. You think we argued? How many times do you think no, we listen, argued? I think more recently you've been a little bit less into helping take content and less less nice i'm down for taking con okay the last time we went to take content was on my lunch break when i didn't realize we were going to be doing a photo shoot on my lunch break so i know i asked you and then you also make it seem like i make you do it i'm like oh can you and you say yes or no and so if you say yes i'm like hoping that you're not complaining about it because usually then i also tell you it'll take 10 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes you know and then it ends up being an hour no that's not true Unless you're like, okay, I don't have a meeting. I, we can be out for the time. And I'm like, okay. But sometimes like, and nowadays I'm very cautious of asking you. Unless I really need your help, I ask you. I'm like, do you have time? Are you okay with it? Are you sure? We can do it tomorrow. And when you say yes, you probably regret saying yes. But maybe you say yes in situations you shouldn't say yes to because then it backfires and we don't have a good time. And we sometimes get the content. Sometimes we don't get the content. All right. Point taken. I will yeah. start saying no more. Yeah. And that's fine, too. I don't mind it when you say no, because it just saves us the headache and the argument. But I think now that you are starting to help me more and we're doing the podcast stuff and when I get paid for things like you're going to be getting paid or you're going to be compensated in whatever way, because your money, my money, like we're fiancés now. So it seems like you're a little bit more down nowadays that if you know it's a paid collaboration and we have to get something well shot, like shot very well you're like okay just let me know ahead of time then we can do it money talks baby mm -hmm. money talks i know money does talk but yeah when it's like gifted stuff you're like why are we taking photos for this like you should be getting paid it's not that i care that we're taking photos of it it's that that you like uh, and good on you you want to put out the same quality every time no matter what you're doing but for me it's like okay if this is the eighth free collab out of the last 10 I'm like, fuck, like take a few less of these and do more of the paid ones. And then, yeah, I'll be more on board to help. But sometimes you got to take them to batch them up so that you can post them later in between the stuff that's paid. There's a whole strategy behind it. You can't post too many things that are paid. You can't post too many things that are gifted. But from all the very successful influencers and them talking about their journey, it is important to take gifted collabs to build a relationship so that it could build to paid ones or it could look like it adds to your portfolio of just work in general so that you're not just that influencer who's doing every single YouTube video that is sponsored by BetterHelp. Like <laughs> it's just it is what it is nowadays. But yeah, it's I don't know. We just added this in as a point because we go through phases of when we argue about this more than not. I don't know. Right. What do you think? Is yeah. that is it better? I don't know. It's one of those <laughs> things where it's like. It all comes down to like, I feel like I should be more appreciative for trying to help. And you're just like, don't help me if you're not going to be like a plus at it. So I know. Anyway, whatever. That's how the sausage is made. And <laughs> we move on. Yeah. So that is hopefully I think that was enough. 
I think a lot of the stuff we covered obviously are specific to Aaron and I's relationship. What else do I have to say to that? I don't know. I, I just I hope it made you guys laugh. I hope you guys listening to it. Maybe if you're listening to it with your partner, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, we fight about the same stuff. Maybe we fight about it less. Maybe we fight about it more. If anything, we are just here to cut the bullshit and just be honest and share what we fight about because it's life and it's fun sometimes, too, when you argue a little bit. Yeah, especially when we go beyond the filters. (laughs) That was a good way to tie it in. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to like and subscribe and rate us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you guys listen to your podcast and follow us on Beyond the Filters podcast on Instagram. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye.